0: you better hold on to your purse or it might end up on here I told my sweet daughter I said watch that purse right now I mean I don't mind giving my purse but I don't think they want all the, the bills and all the check stubs and all the stuff the lipstick that's already used and everything ladies you have gone above and beyond for sister to sister for the first one let's give God the glory we don't know all that God's doing, but he's doing something in our community. We have come together to celebrate. We've come together to connect. And we've come together to be challenged. That's our three C's tonight. To celebrate, to connect, and to challenge. To be challenged. I want you to take your phone out. I want you to take as many selfies as you want to. I want you to... to Text as many people that you, that you feel like texting. And I want you to, if you don't have a copy of God's Word, I pray that you do. But if you don't, you can get on a copy of God's Word on your, on your Bible app. But I really am humbled and excited to be here. Don't you want to thank Stephanie and her husband for leading us in worship? They serve at a... Uh, kind of like a satellite church, I would say, for New Beginnings out in Gilmer, And uh, that's what God's doing with Sister to Sister. He is rallying us together from our community. He, he has a great things in store for us. But the main thing I want you to think about tonight is our first point, and that is celebrate. What are we celebrating? Jesus. What, what are some other things that women celebrate? We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate babies being born. We celebrate uh, good grades, anniversaries, graduations, all kinds of things that we're celebrating. Amen. But do you know that some of us may have come in here tonight that need a little touch of celebration? And that's okay. You're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or about to go in a storm. So this celebrating with God, let him have his way in your heart. Let him have his way. So as we celebrate, can I share with you something that I'm celebrating if I can get through it? I'm a first-generation Christian. (laughs) So when I see my daughter and my daughter-in-laws and even Miss BB here, which is which is uh, one of my grandbabies, other grandma, BB. We call each other (laughs) Dippity-Doo. Dippity-Doo, I love you. And we'll send each other a text. Y'all text your family. You know, you can see your personalities come out when you do a group text. (laughs) Now, I never hear back from my boys. I don't know what that's all about. But I'll get a heart or a flower or I'll get a I love you, Mom. Or I'll get something like that when we send out a group text. So you know what I'm celebrating tonight? I'm celebrating that as a first-generation Christian, the next generation of Christians are here tonight. And you know what? <laughs> They're raising our grandbabies in Jesus. All of them are. And you're gonna, we're going to see them in a second. There they are they're raising our grandbabies there's Anna and Paisley and Collier do you know how you don't understand how that blesses my life you see I didn't have any Christian sisters I didn't hear about Jesus until I was 22 years old, never had a Bible, never heard the name of Jesus, but it was a vacation Bible school bus full of little children that came down my street in Houston, Texas, and I was watching that children's minister, and he was so full of what I thought was happiness, but you know what it was? It was joy, and and those little kids are in my little neighborhood, in my little cul-de-sac in Houston, Texas. They were getting up on that bus, and and I had my firstborn already, and I think I was expecting my secondborn. And you know what God did? God drew me through a a bus because I wanted something different than what I had growing up. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. As a matter of fact, there wasn't a whole lot to celebrate at my house. Uh, I had a lot of broken, broken, broken things. If you can imagine before you're 22 years old, really everything that I experienced from 22 back didn't really add to any celebration in my life when it comes to Jesus. So he used, what is he going to want to use in your life tonight? To begin a new celebration? Or if you're in Christ... To fan the flame of that celebration, maybe, maybe you've lost your first love. Maybe there's, you know, you're in the middle of a storm, just like these purses represent. Can you imagine all of the women that, that have been uh, bombarded with the Hurricane Harvey? All of these women in a, in a storm of, of losing, a lot of them have lost everything. I, haven't, I never lost everything. So you know there's always somebody... That we can be praying for and reaching out to so we want you to think about sister to sister we want you to think about celebrate it's always going to be a celebration when we come together on December 7th it's going to be another celebration we're going to move around to other churches it's this isn't it's not about this church you know what it is we're building you up to send you back to your church see we got to come together as sisters we need one another you know, I remember skipping rope when I was little and, and doing things like that. And, and uh, what happens is if we're not celebrating, we turn things into uh, other, other words that start with a C. One of those words could be competition. You know, there's a lot of competition in the body of Christ. And it shouldn't be that way. We're all sisters. We're all in the same family. We're all in the same family. So you know what? There, you, there might be some competition going on in your heart thinking, I wish I was special or I wish I, w- I was her or I look like her or, or I sounded like her or I could play the guitar like him. I wish this, this, this. You know, we can, we can let the, the enemy wants us to feel, to feel a, a, a competition kind of thing. Or what about a critical? There's another C, critical. You know, he wants us to, as women... We, we're different than men. Men think and talk, we feel and share, and share, and share, and share. <laughs> but you know what, what happens is we get to, to, to not feeling like we fit in or, or maybe we have been rejected. And so we, the enemy wants us to have, he doesn't want you to have joy. He doesn't want you to be celebrating. He wants you to have a critical spirit. He wants you to compete with one another. He, want, he wants you to uh, cast, cast stones at other people and things like that. So we're going to just change all that to tonight. We're going to get right, and we're going to celebrate. Amen? We're going to celebrate. Who are we going to celebrate? We're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to celebrate Jesus. If you had as many years away from the Lord as I have, you know what? When I heard about Jesus, that vacation Bible school bus in that that children's minister, you know what he did? He came down my street in Houston, Texas, and he shared the ABCs to Jesus with these little children in my cul-de-sac. And do you know, as a 22-year-old woman, that's the way I needed to hear about Jesus because I had never even heard his name. So he's going... For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Well, guess what? I could relate to that word, a whosoever. Because you know what? That's what I felt like, just a whosoever. Because I didn't have Jesus. And so tonight, we're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to celebrate. You know what? You may need to be added to the family tonight. I would love to have another sister, amen? amen? We're all sisters, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus just for you, just for you. So just think about, what, what could I, what, how do I need to, to celebrate tonight, Lord? You know, there's an awesome example in God's Word about celebrating. The Lord led me right to it. And that's where I want to take us... Tonight for Celebrate. I want to go to Jesus talking about the parable of the ten bridesmaids or the ten virgins. It's it's listed both ways in the Word of God. And that's Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 25. It talks about the parable <laughs> of ten bridesmaids. And, I, you know, at first when I read it and I read it, it didn't make sense to me. So, you know, what you need to do is you need to go back to the original jewish heritage when things like that happen and what is so exciting y'all listen to this it was a wedding they were getting ready for a wedding and do you know in in old jewish tradition when a when a bride and a groom got engaged they didn't set a date they actually went their separate ways (laughs) what in the world the bride went her separate way and the groom went his separate way why why did they do that? Well, there were several reasons. The bride went to get she, to get ready every single day. She was preparing herself for the bridegroom. What does that make you think about? Every single day being prepared for our bridegroom, she went and she bathed and she put on her, probably braided her hair. Just think about the oil and, and, and the, and she prepared herself, probably did a little fasting, you know, things like that to get in that little wedding dress or something. But she prepared herself every day, y'all. Listen, she didn't know she, it could be today. And you know what the, the bridegroom was doing? He was preparing a future home. He could have been building it. He could have been uh, getting some carpenters together. He, his, he was about building the future home. But let me tell you about these 10 ladies here the 10 virgins, the 10 bridesmaids, they were supposed to go and get the oil to light the huge torches to prepare the way and to celebrate, to be celebrating. <laughs> The bridegroom is coming, the bridegroom is coming. Are we ready? Are we ready? So there was ten of them. And guess what happened? Five were celebrating and five were not. So let's find ourselves in this story tonight. Let's find ourselves. Look look with me in verse six. Twenty-five, six, Matthew twenty-five, six, at midnight the city rang out. Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones, the five, said to the wise, "Uh Uh-oh, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are gone out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go and... To those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. So here they are. We've got five with and five without. And, you know, isn't that just like us? We want, when we're we're not doing what's right, we kind of want somebody else's, you know? It's very convicting to be around a spirit-filled Christian, isn't it? (laughs) See, that's what happened in my life. When I became a Christian, I got saved from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. And I ran down the aisle when we showed up at that first church. I ran to Jesus. I didn't have to even hear the second stanza of the, of the invitation song. I was out. I, I belted out and I was down here and I was just crying and just crying and just crying because I had finally found what I had been searching for my whole life. And so think about these ten. Ten are ready. He's coming. He's here. He's coming. And ten are not. And they're wanting what the others have. But that's not how, that's not, that wasn't going to work. And so I want you to think about our community. Are we ten? Let's just say ten. Are we out there in the community? The bridegroom is coming. Are you ready? Are we celebrating Jesus? Probably we have some room to grow. Amen. That's one reason why God has brought sister to sister together. I believe that. I believe that he wants us to come together and to to celebrate and to connect and to be challenged and then to go back and and to impact our churches and to impact our neighborhoods and impact our families. You see, when I became a Christian, my earthly family didn't know what to do with me. They actually didn't want me around anymore because it was very convicting. And I really didn't know how to witness. So all I could say to them was, You're going to H E L L. And that did not work very good. I would not recommend that kind of uh, witnessing program. But y'all, that's all that I knew. That's all that I knew. And God even used that. Because as they began to, go, to draw away from me, kind of like the ten, five went here and five, they ran off, y'all. They ran off. So as they began to draw away from me, God taught me through a mentor. I hope that y'all have a mentor. And if you don't, don't worry. You can leave here tonight with one. Titus 2 says that uh, uh, older, two, uh, Titus 2, 3 through 5 Older women are to mentor younger women. And you know what? That doesn't always mean age. And so I want, I want to invite my, uh, my special ladies down here. I want to in- meet them right down here. We've got a little testimony time tonight. Just a minute. Now, I told them, I hope this is on testing. Is it on? Hello. Right down here. We're going we're gonna to stand right down here. And you know what? This, this represents the different seasons of a woman's life. Ooh, I love it much better down here you see i'm a connector i can't even see you up there y'all wow there's a lot of people here when you're in that light oh i just love y'all look at all the sisters oh my goodness okay so i called these sweet ladies which represents the different seasons of life i'm going to put you in order We're going to start down here with Miss Katie and then Miss Jen. And then they're all, look, they just wanted to move around. Okay, look here. Look here. And I told them, I said, you have one minute to answer one question. They're like, what? But but trust me, God's going to do this. Okay, so I want you to think about friendship. I want you to think about mentoring. I want you to think about who are you connecting with. You know what, if it wasn't for a mentor in my life, Think about, I didn't have a Christian mom. I didn't have a Christian grandma. I didn't have a a Christian family member. I was the first one. So God put a mentor in my life. He put a friend in my life that would sharpen me and would encourage me and would pray for me. And you know what she did? She came and picked me up and she took me to Bible study. She didn't say, Gail, meet me down there at First Baptist Church of Houston, Texas. She didn't say that. She knew that I was desperate. All you had to do was, I wish y'all could see me before and after. (laughs) All she had to do was look at me. And she said, I'm going to come and pick you up. (laughs) So she came and picked me up in her car. Betty Smith, I'll never forget it. And she took me to a ladies Bible study where I heard Marge Caldwell teach the word of God for the very first time. And her eyelashes fell off. (laughs) (laughs) She, She... And you know what? She left them right there on the altar, (laughs) y'all. I had a dental emergency this week and Jay Martin, she's one of my mentors, she said, now Tracy, if your tooth pops out, just leave it on the altar. But you know what? She took me to Lay's Bible study. She took me to, uh, before, before um, Bible studies were written by, a, by a, an author, if I said her name, you would say, oh, my word. Before she wrote Bible studies, she taught Christian exercise. Yes. And I would sit in her exercise class, and you know what? That's where I heard my first Christian music, and I went from the Rolling Stones to the Solid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes and then she opened up her home once a month and we would go to her house and we'd break up and i'd go to melissa's room or i'd go to amanda's room and we would we would uh we would learn how to pray i didn't know how to pray i had never prayed before i had to actually be led in the sinner's prayer when i came forward because i didn't know what to say i'm like okay our pastor said a little sentence and then i repeated after him and all you could hear was But you know, my husband interpreted that. He was right there with me. And and four months later, four months after I became a Christian, my my husband came to know the Lord. So God began to do a work. God began to do a work. But you know what it was through? It it, it was through friendships. It was through sister to sister friendships. It was through mentoring. And I would sit there and and listen to and watch women. And I watch you. All of you in here, you know who you are. I cannot believe how many people in this room are old friends or new friends. And I've watched people, and you know what I try to do? I try to learn something from them. Everybody. Today, I learned something from this sweet lady up there in the sound booth. I've never worn one of these before in my life. (laughs) This thing on my ear. And she forgot to tell me how to go to the restroom. So, where are you? Who came and delivered me in the restrooms? There she is. She came and knocked on the door. Do you need help in there? Yes. So, I have a mentor, a restroom mentor right here. Because <laughs> you have to put yourself back together on all this stuff. But anyways, I want you to think about it, ladies. Think about it. I know what it feels like not to have one. So, you just let the Lord breathe on you right now. And be honest with him. I know what it feels like to need one. And you know what? I believe God's gonna give you one or more tonight. So I know what it feels like to be walking the path with Jesus alone, against the flow, family that doesn't want you around anymore. They call you a Jesus freak, they think you're in a cult. And then 10 years later, I'd lead my mother to the Lord and, and I'd say to her, Why are you going down there to that church all the time? Are you in a cult? I got to say the same thing to my mama as she used to say to me. And I'll never forget when she called me up in tears. And and her name was Narelle, but my kids called her Graham. And she said to me, God wrote about me in the Bible. And I said, Mom, I know it. There's so many. There's over 8,000 promises. She said, no, 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 no. I just read John chapter 4, the woman at the well. And God wrote about me. See, my mama was married five times and my daddy was married five times. And so before I was 18 years old, my home was broken ten times. And do you know what it did to me for my mama to say? And she was excited. She wasn't sad. She's like, God wrote about me. And it ministered to her. And she just went on and on about that. And you know what that makes me? and I'm writing about this through the years I'm I'm working on it it's called the daughter from the woman at the well you know she had kids (laughs) I mean it doesn't say it in the word but she went back and her whole family was saved she went back and told everybody so I want you to think about a mentor I want you to think about a friend And I want you to fill out that card. Y'all did that. Y'all filled out your connection cards and all the the paperwork we had on your dinner table. I hope y'all didn't mind that. But we want to know about you. We want to minister to you. We want to pair you up. We want to help you. And God gave me these sweet friends right here that have been standing for a long time. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I didn't know what God was going to do. I'm just following what he says. But these are different seasons of a woman's life. Now, I'm going to introduce them. They have one minute to say how a Christian mentor or a friend has helped them or ministered to them in this season of life that they're in. And this is Katie, and she's
1: single and young and cute. (laughs) My name is Katie. Like she said, I'm 19 years old, so I'm beginning life. Um... We're talking about celebrating and uh, mentors, and I grew up very different from you. I grew up in a Christian home. I came from a long line of praying mothers. My mother prays. My grandmother prays. Her mother prays. Yes, I just am so fortunate to be raised that way. Um, the person I want to celebrate is my mother. Oh. Um, she is my best friend. Um, we never really went through a phase where I was, you know, a mean teenage girl, um, she's always been my friend but i'm guilty that i've taken advantage of her strength and um, of her kindness and her selflessness and now i'm old enough that i can realize what all she does for me Mm. Um, when i think of my mother i think of proverbs 31 um, just that entire chapter but um, verse 17 um, she sets about her task vigorously her arms are strong for the task Um, she's always just impressed me um, she used to pick me up from school, and I would go back to work with her. And I would see her at her desk doing her work, and um, she just does everything for the Lord. She has such a sweet heart, and she's just filled with the Spirit. And um, you know, I'd watch her at work, and she she puts out fires at home and at work, and everywhere she goes, she's the lady that you want behind the scenes because. Um, she can put out by her so that's always something that stuck with me is that her arms are strong for the task and I hope that when I'm a wife and a mother that I'm able to have her strength and that my arms will be strong for the task that the Lord um, would set before me but I'm just so grateful for my mother. Amen. Y'all want to Yes.
0: celebrate, celebrate, yeah. celebrate. Woo! This is our Minister of Music's precious wife, Jen. She is in the full nest, overflowing with
2: lots of feathers. And this is Jen Perkins. Hey, I'm Jennifer. Um, okay. Um, but, uh, growing up, my, my mentor was my, was my mother. Exactly same stage. But the Lord um, taught me um, Elijah and Elisha. Mentorship, right? Beautiful mentorship. But... Elijah became dependent on Elisha, right? Didn't want him to leave. De- uh, mentorship is not about dependency, it's about discipleship. Mm-hmm. I was dependent on my mama. <laughs> I would call her up, and mom, no, no, I'd vent to her. And, um, and the Lord showed me that that wasn't, that wasn't right. And he, and he took that away. I still, my mom and I still, um, I had to learn that um, she, she disciples me. I'm not dependent on her. And this season of life, though, uh, the Lord has brought amazing friends in my life. Angie Roadcap, and I have uh, another dear friend of mine, Rosie, uh, we meet during the week and we pray <laughs> we uh, try not to talk too much we have to vent a little bit but a key to mentorship and friendship is prayer mm-hmm. I think as women we talk too much and we don't pray enough there's more power in prayer and so um, getting with um, someone that is hungry for the Lord and that that, that has that desire t- and that you know is going to pray for you not say I'll pray for you about that and then totally forget the next minute you know that girl's going to write it down she's going to set her alarm on her phone and she's going to she's going to intercede for you so and um, and if you don't have that pray about it and like Miss Tracy said the Lord will send them and um, so Miss Brenda yeah let's celebrate let's celebrate
3: Tracy you mentioned a while ago that you had friends years ago that would surround you and take you somewhere well the friends that I have in this season and I'm in the season of life where I'm an empty nester and I think back to uh, when, when I was a, a young girl, a teenager, I was surrounded by uh, girlfriends where we wanted to encourage one another to really make good decisions and be moral young women. And then I think about in Jen's in stage, you know, a lot of the common denominator there was, were our children. And so we, we kind of bound ourselves together with regard to being a mom and being a wife and sharing about those kinds of things. It's different for me right now. I look around this room and I see certain ones of you. You know who you are. Um, What we do is um, we still can uh, pray together. That's a real real significant part of our relationship. But the other thing that's been so meaningful to me in this season um, are these women that will point me to specific scripture. Mm. You know, a lot of things... uh, Golly gee, I had no idea what to expect in this season of my life, still working and working really hard, and, and you think that life may slow down, and it hasn't at all, and so, but I just find that some of the challenges um, are just different than they, they were before, um, but these women... Um, we can just link arms, and, and our hearts are bound together. And that's so meaningful to me is the prayer time is always preceded by Scripture. And and when that prayer is over, and sometimes it's over the telephone, and sometimes it's at the end of an ensemble rehearsal, sometimes it's sitting right here just in the quietness of this sanctuary. Um, but when when that prayer time is over, the Scripture isn't. You know, I have that to... You know, it's, it's, that, um, it's that stake uh, mm-hmm. that I can go back to. And I don't forget it, ladies. So I thank you so much for, for sharing um, your life and your friendship and your prayer support uh, with me because I think that's really vital at this mm-hmm. stage of life.
0: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm.
3: Woo-hoo!
4: <laughs> My name is Mona Reeves. You know, when we uh, are growing up, we have friends. And then the older we get, we have Christian friends. And trust me, uh, Christian friends are so much better. They're always there in your corner. Uh, We have a bond as we grow in Christ. And uh, I don't know what I'd do without them. I really don't. I know that uh, when there's storms in my life, all I have to do is say, I need someone to pray. Mm -hmm. and they do. Mm. And through the good times, they just pray for me, and I'm thankful for that. And our bond, like I said, is Jesus Christ. But through all of the friendships that I have, and I have some very good ones, the most precious one is my daughter, Joni. Now, she and I share Everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. The good things and the bad things. But through it all, we can stand back and see where God has had his hand in our lives. Through all sorts of troubles that we didn't think we could get through. Through all the times that we praised God when we were on the mountaintops. And bottom line is this. Not only are we mother and daughter, but we are sisters in Christ, mm, yes, yes. and that's the sweetest, sweetest friendship you can have. Mm, amen. My
5: name is Evelyn Anson, and I'm 80 years
6: old.
5: And those of you who know me know that I could talk for an hour, but I only have one minute. So I'll try try and make this brief. Um, I'm a Minnesota snowbird that stayed. So we've been in Texas for 20 years because our sons both graduated from Laeterno University. And um, we've had a, a beautiful life. God has blessed me so richly. And in November of 19 or 2012, I became suddenly ill from a mosquito bite. I had that little fellow carried St. Louis virus, and I had vir- the viral encephalitis, which involved the whole body. I was in a coma for two, two months in Houston, Texas, li- literally in the balance from one day to the next. They did not know whether I would live or die. At the end of two months, I began to come out of it, and I, I became Whole again, and I, at the time we were attending Trinity Baptist Church in Lakeport, and a lot of my sisters are here from Trinity, who prayed and prayed and prayed, and I am a living example of of answered prayer. And then, um, I the, 2014 was a beautiful year. I had so much pep and so much energy, and I'm a gardener, and I just was—it was almost frightening. I was—I felt so good. <laughs> then, then, we decided in uh, to move closer to our youngest son in in Union Grove, Minnesota. So in February of uh, 2015, we bought a manufactured home and moved it on to the little corner of his his little ranch out there. And everything was going great. We moved gradually because we still have the. Uh, home out by the airport. But anyway, come come the end of May, and I was outside working with my son, and I said, I'm cold. And it was 75 degrees, and he said, oh, Mom, you can't be cold. And I said, I'm going to bed, I'm cold. Well, I went to bed, and for seven months, I had high fevers, violent chills, and violent night sweats and they did not know what was wrong with me. And again, my sisters at East Mountain Baptist Church, where we are now, were praying for me every step of the way. And finally, just before Thanksgiving, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymph- lympho, mm. which is a type of cancer. And after six months of treatment, I am ca- tumor-free, have been... I w- I, I, uh, the only, the chemo was, was not that bad, really, except that it, it just knocked my blood counts way, way down to critical measures, so I was housebound for a long, long time, but I knew people were praying Mm -hmm. for me. I knew Mm -hmm. you feel the prayer, and I'm a living example of answered prayer, and then, uh, then also, I, got congest- uh, congestive heart failure. Mm. The chemo affected my heart. So then I was treated for that in my, if any of you know anything about ECHO's, my pressure was down to 20% output. In two and a half months, the Lord had brought it up to 35 to 40%. And I think it's gonna be normal when I go back in January. Amen, amen. But I have, I have thoroughly enjoyed through the years and and it's when you get to be eighty years old, you can look back over a long, long time and see just exactly where God has led and how he's led. Mm-hmm. And at the time you never gave it a second thought. Amen. You Amen. You never gave it a second thought. And so I right now I'm in good health. I'm enjoying my garden. I'm enjoying doing all kinds of fun things. And and I just praise God. And a verse that has always meant a lot to me when I was pushed to the limit or under a lot of stress it was, is from um, Job 23.10, let's see if I can read this here. But he knows the path that I take, and when he has tried me, he shall come forth as gold. Say that again. He knows the path that I take, and when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And my daily verse now is, for me to live is Christ, to die is
0: gain. Oh, glory. Y'all want to thank all these ladies for sharing. All the different seasons of our lives, ladies. Every one of us are in, a, in our own season. But God wants us to celebrate. And he wants us to connect. Do you know the, one of the words for connect is carnonia? And that is where the, how the Holy Spirit connects us. And that's what we have seen God doing tonight and what we see God doing through sister to sister. This is all about him and his connection. And so as we think about celebrate and then we think about connect and we hear about these different seasons of life. And we think about the bride and the bridegroom getting ready for, for the, the wedding and the half, half of the Bridesmaids were ready and half of them weren't. And just all that God's saying to us right now. What are some reasons that women are not ready? What are some reasons that women are not ready? Sin. You know, anything that uh, if I have sin in my life, it separates, it separates us from God. We can't connect with God and we can't connect with others. That's why I love our verse, our verse of what Sister and Sister is based on is uh, 1 John 4, 7, to love one another. We wanna, we've got to have a right relationship with God and love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. But it doesn't stop there, does it? Because we've got to love others as ourselves. We've got to love one another. We've got to look for ways to connect. We've got to ask ourselves. Why am I not connecting? It could be fear. It could be that we're willing willing to put more uh, emphasis in our reputation than our relationship with the Lord because you will lose some friends. (laughs) When I became a Christian, everybody disappeared. I didn't have anything in common with them anymore. But you know what God did? He gave me new friends. Even if it's just one, do you know that when Jesus, after all that he ministered to and all that he walked with and all that he talked with, one was at the cross. One of the disciples was right there at the cross, John the Beloved, one. So if you have one friend, (laughs) you are in good company, Amen? amen? And if you have more than one friend, wow, you've got a lot to celebrate. So don't let the enemy lie to you and say, oh, I'm not popular, I don't have a huge group of friends, I don't have this, I don't have that. Look for some ways that you are connecting. Use your social media as a connecting to Christ. Post your scripture, be a Jesus freak on there. You know what, that's what it's all about. Be willing to, to, um, you know, to be uh, (laughs) set apart, sold out. Whatever, however you would, you would call it. But you want to connect with God and connect with others. So, so ask God to show you what is it, Lord, inside of me. Is it fear of rejection? Is it fear of the unknown? Is it fear of, no, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to be a friend. You see, I didn't see, I didn't see that modeled when I was growing up. We moved a lot, lot, lot. <laughs> About every six months I was moving as a little kid. Uh, every six months I went to a different school. Do you know that I went to my high school like two months before I graduated? I was always the new kid on the block. I was always the one that no one was allowed to play with because I was a latchkey kid and I was always kind of home alone, taking care of myself. I always wanted to live at the Waltons house. (laughs) That was my favorite show. And I uh, I always wanted June Cleaver to be my mother. She always looked so pretty with those pearls on and even Dustin, you know, and, and, and the Brady Bunch. And you just think about the, all, the, all the shows that I was raised with. Those shows kind of got me through. And let me tell you what else got me through. A team. A team got me through. A team kept me from probably giving up on life. <laughs> I remember coaches saying to me see sports was my god i didn't have jesus so you're going to fill it with something sports was my god because you know what i deep down inside i actually thought that they were cheering for me (laughs) out there on the court or or uh wherever i was playing sports but you know what god used that to get me through you know i remember coaches point giving me a uh if you're a coach in here if you're a teacher in here boy i tell you what you have got a huge opportunity to, to make a difference. I love how my, uh, my, uh, my daughter's a teacher, and, and both of my daughter in loves are teachers and, co- and a coach. And I, th- and I watch, and I see how, the, how, this, how these girls, they, they, they just look up to them. They look up to you. You have somebody looking up to you. Ladies, you have somebody watching you. And I tell you, if it wasn't for the coaches in my life, I wouldn't have had really any kind of a life. I I remember uh, when my kids were, oh, they were kind of in uh, junior high, I think. We went back to Colorado where I was raised a uh, a lot. I moved a lot, so I was raised in a lot of places. But I took my kids and my husband over to meet Miss Libby, Miss Libby Ratliff, up on uh, Mountain Range by the zoo in Colorado Springs. I used to ski to school. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking sports was my God, y'all. If, I, if it could be done, I would try to do it. I have scars on my legs to prove it. <laughs> but I'd ski to school, and, and her daughter and I played softball together. And, and, and the, uh, I'll never forget to, uh, taking my kids over there and showing them my old stomping grounds. And we went up and knocked on Miss Libby's door. And she opened the door. She said, Tracy, I always wondered what happened to you. I always wondered what happened to you. And she, I think she told one of my kids or my husband. It was probably my husband. Because my kids were kind of just looking around at the mountains. And like, wow, mom, you were raised around all of this. You know, when you live in the mountains, you don't think it's a big deal. But it was a big deal. It's just, it's just gorgeous. But Miss Libby said to my husband, let me tell you something about Tracy. Now, I wasn't a Christian. I was just, I was just getting through life. But do you know what? God used neighbors. I didn't even realize how many people he used in my life to keep me going until I was 22. And I saw the first Bible. And I heard John 3, 16. And the children's minister came down my road. God knew what it was going to take to get me there. Get me there. Get me there. And Libby, Miss Libby said to my husband, Tracy just wanted to come over just to be in a home. She would just come over. She didn't want me to take her to the mall. She didn't want me to, to uh, you know, how, how Tina wanted, want you to do something. She just wanted to sit in our living room and just be around a family. What is it that God's getting you through? He's getting you through it. Let Him get you through it. Connect with Him. Trust Him. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never let you down. He is your Abba Daddy. He is 100% trustworthy. He's 100% faithful. And can I tell you what? My daddy just accepted Christ when he was 70 years old. He's got a plan. God's got a plan. And if, you, um, if you're wanting to think about somebody, if you're starting to feel down and out, just think of, think of how horrible my life was. Maybe that'll make you feel better. <laughs> I don't know. But if God can take my life and make something good of it and change it. And you know what? I've been misunderstood a lot. If you're on fire for God and you're, ex- and you're excited about Jesus, get ready. There is a target on your back. The enemy is not happy. He will try to shut you up. He will try to knock your teeth out. <laughs> you know, one time uh, we were at a women's conference and I opened up the trunk and all of the books fell out on my foot and broke my foot, right there. So he will try to trip you up, literally. He'll try anything. We went to Alaska one time. Uh, Beth, Beth did the Bible study. Babby Mason did the music. And Jay and I were, um, she had to push me in a wheelchair because I had torn my ACL. And we had, we were, we already had this plan. And, and Jay Martin said, oh no, you're going with me. You're, you are, you are Lucy and I am Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, don't. Be afraid of persecution. You will be persecuted. Consider it joy. Consider it joy. But reconnect with God tonight, ladies. And then what about with others? Do you know the best thing that my kids heard me say growing up? I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Boy, I had to learn how to be a Christian mom. I had to learn how to do every single thing all over again. You know, it got noisy, it got loud at my house. It gets loud. You know, I'll tell my kids, I'm not yelling at you. I'm trying to run the devil out of here. (laughs) Isn't that right? (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? (laughs) I can't believe I just told myself on myself like that. Oh wow! Hey, I'm being real. Just, just, just consider this egg without. Just consider this yolk without a shell. And you, and it can be easily poked and easily hurt and easy, But you know what? Forgive. Do you know that that I all of the all of the abuse that I had as a child was easier to forgive than being hurt by another Christian woman. What? I'll never forget being hurt by another Christian. I'm going Are you kidding me? <laughs> Is this really happening? I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this. You know, we're family. I love you and you love me and we are a happy family. You know <laughs> what 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 that's the enemy. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't let him. You know how you don't let him? Just like Joseph. Just like Joseph came back to his brothers in the Old Testament. I mean, they, they sold him into slavery. They didn't like his coat of many colors. I looked for a coat of many colors tonight, but all I could find was something like this. But just think about the coat of many colors. They were jealous. How many times has the enemy tried to make you jealous of another sister? They were competing with him, they threw him in the pit, and then he got out of the pit, and then they put him in prison, and he was falsely accused, and then he was forgotten, and then uh, all, of, uh, all of the above, and he gets out, and he could have had them all slaughtered, y'all. He, Joseph could have had them all killed. Genesis 50-20 is, is one of my life verses. Write it down, look it up. Genesis 50-20 says... You may have meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, for the saving of many lives. That I, can, I, I know what that means. I know what that means. Forgive. I forgive you. I love you. I forgive you. Would you please forgive me if I have offended anyone in this room? I might have offended you tonight. Would you please forgive me? Do you know that's such a freeing thing? I think we ought to be going around every day saying, have I offended you? Will you please forgive me? I want to tell you something about this sweet lady right here, Miss Peggy Hogan. God gave Miss Peggy Hogan to me as a gift when I needed her the most. If, if, I, if I could tell you our history of the great adventure with Jesus Christ, you wouldn't believe it. But she knows what I'm talking about. She, she was, she's been tried and true and Thick and thin she is a friend forever and I pray that you have a, a, a Peggy Hogan in your life somebody that can say to you I think I would have tucked tail and run if I would if that would have happened to me and you know what else she said to me you know what else happened one time I got so depressed that she actually came to my house and decorated my home for Christmas because all I could do was sit in a chair because of a of, 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 of the enemy trying to shut me up and stop me and all the mess that happens that could happen in, in, in life. And here comes Peggy. Whoosh. God can give you that. You pray for that kind of a friend. So how are you doing, ladies? Are you connected with God? And are you connecting with each other? And then the final thing we're going to talk about, and that's cha- accept the challenge. Accept the challenge, what I've talked about tonight. Accept the challenge to be the five that go and get their uh, torches full of oil and keep them full and get in the Word and uh, get, and stay in prayer and, and have a God day. Do you know when I got saved, I had to have a bonfire? <laughs> Betty Smith said, Tracy... <laughs> I told her I said I don't know how to be a Christian live as a Christian can you help me she said okay I want you to go through your whole house and get rid of anything that doesn't look like Jesus I, can I tell you what was on my bonfire I sure didn't want to sell it in a garage sale I didn't want to sell my sin to somebody else but you know what? I was, I was, I, this is what I was taught. So there was horoscope books on my bonfire. My mom had her, her stars read before she became a Christian. Everybody's searching. So there was horoscope books. And there was uh, signs that flashed in my garage like we're having a great time out there, you know. <laughs> and I'll never forget my neighbors when I accepted Christ. The the preacher said, "Go and tell everybody what happened to you today." So I did. I did. I went and knocked on the doors of my neighbors, and I said, "Can I tell you what happened to me?" And I, and, and some of them were like, well, "We've been praying for you." Why didn't you tell me about Jesus? We were a major prayer request. You know, when the garage doors went up and the and the boot scootin' boogie went on and the. But that's all my husband and I knew. You know, we were just living for the weekends. You know, God has a way of transforming our life. And so so I had a bonfire. And so whatever your challenge is tonight, whatever it is, maybe maybe, um, accepting Christ as your Savior, becoming my sister. Oh, wow. That would be the greatest thing in the whole wide world tonight. And then getting right with someone else because you know what? Somebody needs your friendship. Somebody needs your prayers. Somebody needs Jesus in you. Somebody needs Jesus in you. So what is, what is God challenging you to tonight? We, we, we looked at celebrating. We looked at connecting. And so what is the challenge? Are you standing alone? You know, as, we, as I've been sharing a dear, dear, gifted Tanya has been drawing some of the different seasons of a woman's life. I want you to just look over here. I want you to think about your life and accept this challenge right here, right now. Accept this challenge. Do you just want to give God the glory right now? we're gonna pray and we're gonna do we're gonna just respond we're gonna respond uh we're gonna have several things in this in this uh challenge okay so y'all just hear me out i'm gonna keep you busy i i, I believe in in uh, i believe in uh responding <laughs> running to god responding so one of the things i'm gonna invite you to do i'm gonna invite you to meet me right down here and say you know what tracy I don't know that I know that I know that I'm a Christian. But I sure do want to be one. I want to come and I want to, I want to accept Christ. Will you, should, will you leave? The ABCs to Jesus, I can tell you right now. Admit you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Confess him as Lord. Welcome to the family. If you want to do that, you're, you're going to be invited to do that. Another thing you're going to be invited to do is to come down here and to pray over these purses. I tell you, this, this, this spoke for itself tonight. Someone said to me, look at all the different shapes and sizes. Look at all the different colors. Look at all the different personalities. And doesn't this represent the body of Christ? It represents this room, all the different... But, but we're all one. Okay, well maybe you need to become maybe you need to, to uh, say, "I'm sorry, please forgive me to somebody. That could be an offer. Op- that could be an option. Right now I'm going to invite the ladies that I've asked or if you feel led to be a prayer partner just to come and stand across here. I need my prayer partners. I need my ministers' wives. Just, to, you know, right here, just kind of come up here. Come on, I need you. Those of you that will be willing to pray with somebody. And just, if you want to pray with somebody or if you need a friend, up here, just come stand up here. Thank you. And uh, so that might be an option. I don't know what God has said to you tonight, but I know he's. I know that he's spoken because because there's freedom. Where the Lord is, there's freedom. And so let's just pray and ask God what he would have us to do. And then we're going to have one more thing. We've got a special bracelet for everyone tonight. And so it's what it is. It's so amazing. It has sister to sister in our scripture on it, in our little logo. And I'm going to invite you to just come down here and, and get one for yourself. You know what? Maybe take one back to your friend that you're sitting with. So these, these bracelets will be by here too. There's going to be movement all over this place, y'all. But I think, I know, God is in to doing something tonight. So let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for what you've said tonight. Oh, Lord, we thank you that we've been able to celebrate you. We thank you that we've been able to reconnect or connect for the first time with you and then with others. You've you've already spoken to what we need to do. And you know what, Lord? We say yes. We accept your challenge. We say yes. We come down here, we pray for these purses, we pray over these purses. Whatever your need is tonight, just let the Lord have His way. In Jesus' name, amen.
6: When I walk through deep waters, I know that you will be with me. When I'm standing, in the
0: fire I will not gonna be gonna pray for these the, lady, the lady that's gonna get each purse will you come and pray through the valley of the shadow
6: I will not fear i You free- this evening. Thank you, God, that we are not alone. You are with us, Lord. And God, you have placed us here this evening and surrounded us with women. God, I pray that we would remember that we are not alone, that we have sisters in Christ. And God, I pray for those that need a mentor, Lord. I pray that um, you would just bring those relationships together. For however you're challenging us this evening, Lord. God, I pray that we would step out and follow you in faith, Jesus. You are good. We celebrate you this evening, Lord. We
0: pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, guess what, ladies? We've got some new family members tonight, new sisters, new sisters. And I believe we, we got new celebrations going on, new connecting going on. Don't let me out, because what are we supposed to do now? What are we supposed to do now? This? Have y'all, everyone has filled out their Connect card, right, at dinner? Okay. And
5: this is a winner
0: now. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, here's our winner. Jamie Gary. You are a winner. Come on down. You're the next contestant on. This is your life. And then 8 and 15 ministers' wives need to go out to the table and get your gift. 8 and number 8 and 15. Okay, if you're a minister's wife and your number is 8 or 15, you have won a prize. And you go to the minister's wives. Come on down here, girl. Hey, do you know, ladies, tonight we have two groups that we're honoring. Congratulations Thank you. <laughs> we have two groups that we're on we are blessed to be that they're here we have a lot of women here that are involved in missions and they're our special guests tonight would you like to just give them some uh, a a round of encouragement Mm -hmm. (sighs) can you just imagine what it's going to be like in december we don't know where it's going to be. If you, if you have a big church and you want to host us, would you just, would you please let us know? We, we're looking. We're looking. But on all of your, your uh, paperwork is all of the details of the upcoming. If you got your bookmark, if you'll turn it over, it's a, it talks about our Christmas, okay? We're going to have a Christmas with purpose. Point of Grace, Heather Heather's coming. Heather Payne of Point of Grace, She's coming to do our praise and worship. We had to have y'all first, though. Do y'all want to thank Stephanie and her husband? Hey, listen. I'll tell you what I did. I'll tell you what I did. I called a dear mentor, and I said, Mary, if you were going to get a praise and worship leader in our area, who would you get? That's how God works. Okay. Then we have one more thing here. We have a special lady, and I want y'all to listen to this. She was instrumental in 100 of these purses down here. 100. Betty Bozart, where are you? Come on down here. You just stay right there. Hey, what does it say? Tell me what that says, remember? You said it was a... Blessed is is she who believes. Blessed is is she who believes. This is her little, her her congratulations for a hundred purses, y'all. Okay, these are going to the hurricane victims, and, and also some of them will be shared with our local women. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Anybody want to help me remember? Now I'm...